with Catherine Tune. I have a kind of a, a juicy topic. Uh, I don't know what topic's not juicy, but <laughs> my grocery, grocery list is not uh, juicy, but um, about handling conflict in the body of Christ. And this is an ongoing thing. You know, uh, the Lord said that we would be known for our love for one another. And this is what we're to be famous for, uh, for our love for one another. And the places where we kind of blow it, <laughs> anyone else blow it? Um, and we're not acting in love for one another. We're, we're living outside original design, right? We're living outside what we're called to do. And it could be a real challenge to operate in love when there's conflict, you know, when maybe when your pet uh, doctrine is questioned, uh, we can start to take offense. We can start to take offense and uh, separate ourselves. And this is really what happens when we are operating about gathering around doctrine, gathering around a pet belief system, rather than gathering around what God is calling us to gather around, which is gathering around love, right? And so where we fail to do that, we end up misrepresenting God. And we get offended with one another, we get angry with one another. Sometimes we cut off with one. I can't be in fellowship with you because you don't believe in blah, 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 blah. And it can be really problematic, right? It can be really problematic. God never intended it to be that way, did he? God never intended us to separate based on our pet doctrines. And we have 200,000 ish denominations in the Protestant version of Christianity. So you got to wonder, well, what's going on here? What's going on that we have to divide because someone doesn't believe like I believe and, and get offended with one another. And, you know, one of the things we are, are called to love and loving is patient and kind it does not envy, does not boast, is not proud, is not rude, and keeps no records of wrong. Love is not, I love it says in the, the, the Amplified Bible version, love is not touchy. And sometimes we get really touchy with one another. And I've noticed when some of our pet doctrines get touched or questioned or whatever, we can really knee-jerk it. I don't know if you've noticed this. We can just knee jerk a response that comes out as anger. But what it really is, is fear. Last time I checked, God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love 
and a sound mind. And he's called us to be together as one. Jesus' prayer was that we would be one as he and the Father are one, him and us and us and him, that we would be together as one. Now, oneness and unity doesn't always look like agreement. And this kind of came to light. I, I uh, spoke at a conference this weekend and we did a, a Q&A session and it was great until it wasn't. <laughs> and I, I, I thought actually the whole thing was great, but it wasn't great for everybody because some of the questions that were the questions were questions on LGBTQ and on uh, health. And those are really hot topics that people gather around. And sometimes we can divide because we disagree. God never intended us to rally around agreement on doctrine. He, he, he called us to rally around agreement on him, around the person of Christ. You know, Paul said, um, I, I set my heart to know nothing but Christ and him crucified. I remember that used to really kind of baffle me. But that's what the finished work of the cross is. If, if, if Christ is crucified, what does that mean for humanity? That means the one who became flesh, the one who became human on behalf of all humanity, um, was crucified so that our old man would become dead and our new man would become, uh, unveiled a new creature never seen before without spot or blemish. And so that means the finished work is finished. And so we rally around what Christ finished and not necessarily every pet doctrine. And, and you know, because uh, uh, at the end of the day, we were given one commandment. And that one commandment uh, is to love one another as he loves. And so love is patient and kind. So where we disagree we don't need to be disagreeable. And if we find that someone um, repre represents themselves or represents God in a way, you know what, that is heretical or that is whatever, uh, it's important for you to have an opinion. It's important for you to have a voice, but you were never intended to, to reject people because they don't agree. You know, it's the goodness of God that draws men to repentance. So when we act unlovely, people are not able to see the goodness that maybe we're seeing and they're not, or maybe they're seeing and we're not, right? And they are not drawn to repent. You know, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. So we can't like put people's arms behind their back and say, you've got to believe in Jesus Christ as your savior. Well, you know what? That's a, that's a job of Holy Spirit on the inside. And that's a job of witnessing, testifying about his goodness in your life so that the, the Holy Spirit in you is being released and Holy Spirit in them is drawing them to repent and see him as he truly is and see themselves as they truly are. And so it's that goodness. It's that way of walking in love um, that we're commanded. We're supposed to be famous for love. And unfortunately, we're not really famous for love in a lot of places. Some places we are. And some places we're famous for our revelation. And you know, God gives different bodies 
different revelations. Some people are so focused on healing. That's amazing. Some people are so focused on the supernatural. That's amazing. Some people are so focused on prophecy. That's amazing. Some people are so focused on uh, acts of, of, of service right? And serving the community. That's amazing. Some, some churches are focused on evangelism or, or all of the, and so different bodies major on different things and they're all amazing. Do you know, um, the people that, that maybe, um, maybe you're disagreeing on some doctrine, they're carrying something amazing that they do know. And so as we come together, we're able to glean from one another, you know, whatever you honor, you glean from. And if we don't honor one another, we can't glean the treasure that's inside one another. And let me say this, the treasure that's inside, inside us does not just belong to people who call upon the name of Christ. Have you ever wondered why maybe some Buddhists or Muslims or completely different and New Agers or, you know, a completely different religious sect or whatever can be so incredibly loving and kind? And nice, but they don't profess Jesus as Lord. Have you ever wondered about that? Well, I would say that's because Holy Spirit is inside every single person. I know this is a little bit of a hot button, so don't stone me. <laughs> um, because if, if God is omnipresent, well, he can't be present in a rock and not present in all of his kids, the ones that know him, the ones that don't know him. Now, knowing him is really important. To be able to walk, to receive eternal life, to walk in eternal life, which is knowing him, ding, 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 um, is vital, is critical. But, you know, there's a lot of people that don't call upon the name of Christ that know him. As a matter of fact, I believe everybody knows him at some level. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to do this all roads lead to God and all that kind of that. I don't believe that. But I do believe God is in every single human being because they're all created in his image and likeness. If he makes his bed in the midst of hell, well, then surely he makes his bed in the midst of all humanity. And it's an issue of an awakening. Do you know him? Are you yielding to him? Are you flowing with him? Are there areas you're fighting him? Right? Are you are you um, submitting to him as Lord? Because it's a benign lordship. It's not like, well, he's amazing and you're crap. No, he's amazing and he's made you amazing. And you submit to him. Because that's where life is found. As you remain in me and me and you, you bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So in that, every single human being, I do believe, knows God on some level. Now, sometimes we deny it. Sometimes we run away from it. Sometimes we're delusional. Uh, sometimes we fight it. And sometimes God will just appear. And there are lots of testimonies where God has appeared and, and ministered to people. And they flowed with him. And they didn't know who he was for some reason or another. This happened to me for years. Um, and I didn't know the gospel. I didn't know Jesus and the finished I didn't know, but I knew him. And that brought me to a certain level. Now, was there a time when I need to like really turn my heart towards him and receive from him and awaken him? Absolutely. And so those, those foundational things around the person of Christ is something that God is constantly unveiling to every single human being constantly unveiling. He's unveiling. I know you know him, but you know what? There's more to know. So he's unveiling something more, right? And, and different areas of the body have different uh, revelation about different things. And so we can glean from one another. We can glean from people that don't know him yet, but man, there's some place that does know him. And, and, you know, and you can see the fruit of the spirit operating in them 
which sometimes really makes people really pissed, by the way, <laughs> if God is operating through an unbeliever um, and maybe not flowing so much through them. So something's blocked up in us, but they're flowing with something that they may not know what that is. Because God is constantly moving. He's all the while energizing and creating in us the power and desire to will and to work for his good pleasure, satisfaction, delight. And that is relationship. First and foremost is relationship and turning our affection towards him. So what do we do, uh, you know, when uh, we're, you know, and I think it's really good to examine things. I think it's really good to discuss issues that are pertinent. I don't think there's an issue that's not pertinent. I think it's all pertinent. When we talk about hell or, you know, LGBTQ or, you know, whatever the hot button is. Well, I think it's really good. But what, what's most important is that we're operating in love as we do it. So you can passionately disagree. Okay. But you rally together because we're created to be one. We were created to be one by God, right? By God. And that's part of heaven on earth where we can receive from one another, where we can receive from people who don't know really the name of Christ. Now, do we need to operate in discernment and what is truth? Well, the sons and daughters of God are led by the spirit of God. But I'm telling you, there's no one sect, no one person uh, that has the cap on truth. We just really don't. So we just need to kind of settle down and trust the Lord to lead us and guide us into all truth, right? We're constantly growing in the knowledge of him. So none of us have it figured out. So humility says, well, this is what I believe. Um, but you know what? Yeah, I could be wrong. Now I know God. I know him. But this doctrine, this issue, this whatever. Yeah, I could be wrong. I've had to change my, um, change my mind about things and backpedal some and do all sorts of flip flops <laughs> throughout my growth process. And it's been so important. And sometimes it's been excruciatingly painful. And I am assuming, uh, that there's a lot I don't know, but I know that there's things that I really do know. And so you can be anchored in what you do know in the person of Christ and your union with him. You can be anchored in loving one another, loving, being loved, loving God back and loving one another. You can be anchored in that because love never fails and love will keep you safe even while you're grappling with the truth, right? Even while you're grappling, but what is hell? What, what, what is, is a homosexual a sin? What is sin, right? <laughs> I mean, all of these questions, if you can't, listen, if God is so insecure that you can't question even foundational things, then he's a puny God. But God loves honest questions, but he doesn't want argument. And sometimes, People don't ask questions because they really want to dialogue and understand and understand your perspective or whatever. They just want to argue. <laughs> so if that's the case, I just don't engage for me personally. This is how I handle it. I mean, you can handle it. You know, I just, I just don't engage with that. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> and some people, I mean, I'm like, do I need to clarify? No, I don't need to clarify. And sometimes I do clarify. It's just kind of, I'm led, but I'm not, I'm not willing to get in an argument. I'm not willing to divide over doctrine when we can come together as one in love. And you see, it was interesting. I'm, I'm inter you know, sometimes the accusation is when you focus on love, that it's too um, wimpy, you know what I mean? That it, that it ignores things, that it covers, you know, that, it, that it pushes sin under the, the, the carpet or whatever, that you're light on sin or whatever that is. 
I think love is the most robust, relentless, passionate, uncompromising person and entity in the universe. I say entity because love flows out of the person of love. And love is relentless. And what is love doing? Love is conforming you into the image of himself. And so where we have pride, where we have false humility, which is another version of pride, (laughs) where we have um, judgment and we're judging one another, where we have accusation and we're accusing one another, where we have fear, uh, where we are, we belittle or allowing ourselves to be belittled, whatever that is. God is after it if it doesn't look like the fullness of the person of Christ who is love. So love is relentless in that. And you know what? Love gets the last word. Where is love and judgment? Well, love is so much love that in his judgment, he will judge everything that doesn't look like love and redeem it to himself. Conform that will conform you into the image of love. That's why he's relentless. Like, is there ever a time when you don't feel stretched? There are easier seasons, but, you know, truthfully, we're we're called to grow and we're called to grow in the knowledge of him and we're called to grow in our love for one another. Um, And that's not easy when we disagree. But very often uh, in handling conflict in, in, uh, in the body of Christ, where we're splitting over doctrine. It's because we're so afraid. Like we, we, we've got our flag camped out in this doctrine. And if this is not real, I can't be in relationship with you. And I, I just call that completely bogus. I call that completely bogus because we're called to love. We're called to be one regardless of our agreement, right? There are things I feel passionate about, but you know what? I'm not going to split over you about that. I'm just not. And so we can disagree, but we don't have to be disagreeable. We can passionately disagree. And if you find yourself getting offended, take that to the Lord. What's that in me that's getting offended right now? What's that in me that says I can't be in relationship with you because da, 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 da. Because usually it'll come down to a judgment that we've made about the other person. Uh, it's, it's come down to a place where we felt touchy and we're offendable, right? We're offendable. Well, someone, you know, disagreed with me. Someone uh, didn't give me my just due. Someone dishonored me. And love forgives. And you know what? Love covers a multitude of sins. What does that mean, really? Does it mean that you, you, you shut them under the carpet? No, you just basically say, you know what? I'm allowing God to be with that person in their process where they're, they're acting out of false identity and acting in a way with that causes sinful behavior. I'm letting love deal with that. I'm not here to expose. I'm not here to expose. I'm here to allow God to minister in the covering. So where we, where we end up um, pointing fingers and accusing and shunning one another, that does not look like love. Jesus hung out with sinners. He, he hung out with the shunned ones. <laughs> and he would have loved to hang out with the Pharisees. Uh, but a lot of times they didn't recognize him. And sometimes we can, uh, we can put the, the written word of God on such a level higher even than the person of Christ and not know we're doing it. You know, Jesus said, you diligently search the scriptures thinking in them that you'll, you'll find life and you don't even, and you, you totally miss the one who is life. You totally miss me. And so we want to be careful that we don't fall into that because any of us can. 
any of us can become pharisaical and any one of us can be starting to point fingers. So we need to be very open and correctable and hold things loosely. You know, I mean, I, I disagree with myself half the time, <laughs> but I know I'm good. I know, you know, it's like, I, I, I blow, I blow it sometimes. I really do. Um, and there's sometimes I was like, yeah, I was really believing that. And oh my God, that was so off. Wow. I can't believe I believe that. And now I believe this way and we're all evolving and we need to have space to evolve and to grow on our journey and to be loved in our journey. And we need to give other people space to grow and be loved in their journey. Because you know what? There's only one big G God, only one. There's only one Holy Spirit that's leading and guiding us into all truth. And, you know, sometimes it's really interesting. Um, he'll let people operate in, uh, you know, um, and there's like some truth that's just, no, that's really wrong. That's just really not truth. And he's going to leave them alone. And you'll be like, yeah, God, but you know, that, that is really, you know, that is legalistic and that is whatever. And, um, uh, you know, but, uh, but, I'm going to let you deal with them. And that's true with bodies, the body, different bodies in the body of Christ. And that's true with us an individual. You know, I can look at someone and say, oh God, you got to nail that person on that. That is just not. And he's like, well, you know, they're actually my child. I get to be, I am their father and I'm dealing with this over here. <laughs> Sometimes with ourselves, right? Um, there are things where like, oh God, this is such a, you know, flaming problem. You got to deal with that. And he's like, well, yeah, no, we'll, we'll get to that. But I'm over here. <laughs> the sons of God, the, the daughters of God are led by the spirit of God. And he's leading each and every one into the knowledge of him, into the knowledge of truth. And you know what? You're not responsible for someone else's truth. And I think sometimes because we've taken on um, the responsibility for people, we're carrying the weight of them. That when they're not walking in the truth and there's blatant not walking in the truth, we carry that burden and we have to be careful because we do carry one another burdens, but we carry them lightly because it's up to God to be God for them. So you may need to release some responsibility you're caring for people. Remember, you're responsible for your own actions, attitudes, behaviors, reactions, decisions, and well-being. Everyone else, you're responsible to love and honor. You're not responsible for others, actions, attitudes, behaviors, reactions, decisions, and well-being. Listen, if they're if they're walking in some sort of a delusion, unless God has called you to speak and you don't and and or God called you as a prayer project or something, out of love, not because you can't stand with it, because if it's out of love, because you really love them, right? Um, a lot of times we take it on ourselves and we carry this burden. And then we think, oh my God, if I don't do that, this person's gonna end up in hell. And, and it's like Who's God? So you be led in terms of other people because what other people believe, honestly, is kind of in some ways, in some ways, not all the way, but in some ways, it's none of our business because that's between them and God, right? And so we share truth and we love one another and we recognize we all have blind spots. And let me just say this. Uh, this is going to be really profound. You might want to write this down. <laughs> We are blind to our blind spots. So right now I have blind spots and I really don't know what they are. Sometimes I may be able to feel something. I know I something's off. I just don't know what it is. Okay. <laughs> and other people 
have blind spots. And this is why it's up to Holy Spirit to enlighten the eyes of our understanding, right? So Jesus came as the light of the world, but the world, not everyone recognized him. And that those that did receive him, not everyone is, did, is able to comprehend the light. They're blind to the light. That doesn't mean the light is not in there. The light inside them, they're blind to. It's not, it's not in there. They're blind to it. This is blindness, right? But, um, but guess whose job it is to enlighten? Oh, I think that's Holy Spirit's job. And then sometimes he will move to us, through us, but we have to be checking our hearts because sometimes we take it upon ourselves. Anybody done that? Like you take it on yourself, like, oh, that's wrong. I got to set them right. This need to be right is a problem. We need to be righteous. And what's righteous is fulfillment of the law of love. And so I'm okay with letting Jesus let people be wrong a lot because sometimes they weren't ready to hear the truth. They weren't ready. And so someone else's journey is their journey. And so we need to let them have their journey and we don't have to split off relationship with them. Right. And my journey is my journey. And I I don't have a problem. Um, You know, I was expressing some of my views on some things and I'm like, Maybe I just don't like to be dogmatic where God's not dogmatic, right? And, you know, they're like, well, I'm really concerned about you and this and that. And honestly, it was really sweet because you know what? They really were concerned about me. I could feel the love. I'm like, you are so lovely. Thank you for being so concerned about me. But this is kind of a little more fullness of what I was stating. And this, I just disagree with you and, and it's it's okay. But thank you for loving me so much. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll sit with the Lord. It's not like I haven't sat with the Lord with these things when someone questions me. Usually, I, I try not to speak on things that I have not sat with the Lord with. And some things I'm in process of understanding. And some things I'm, I'm assuming I don't have the fullness of understanding. But I'm growing. And so, and, and you're allowed to grow. And in the process, we get to love one another, right? We get to love one another. So we don't need to split off. We don't need to break fellowship. Now, you know, the word says, as far as it depends on me, Paul said, on you live at peace with one another. And if someone's just not willing to live at peace with you, just give it to the Lord, right? I'm sorry you feel that way. But as far as it depends on you, and when you find something rising up in you that you're offended with someone, well, bring that to the Lord. Lord, I'm so mad right now. I, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just really mad. What is it? Why is it? What's going on? What am I believing? What hot bitten have they hit? Or, or a lot of times, what fear is this triggering? Because as I said, a lot of times when we're angry, it's not because we're angry so much. It's because we're threatened and there's a fear. Well, if there's not eternal conscious torment, then God is not God. And the work of the cross isn't, and there's no, it does, it doesn't make sense. My whole world is upside down. Well, is it? Is it really upside down? <laughs> what do you know? What, what do you know? And then taking that to the Lord. You know, we, we're all in our process and none of us have, have it, right? Have it all together. So let's set our hearts to learn and grow. Let iron sharpen iron. Be led with what you're, um, what, with what you're bringing and understand you're in process as well. So we can hold things loosely because there's just a few things that we hold on tightly to. That's Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's the one crucified for you. The one who loved you and gave himself up for you. The one you look just like. The one you're one with. The one that died for all of humanity. Not just for the church, the Christianity, but died for all of humanity. All of that. And and 
we can all grow together and we can disagree, but love one another. Uh, set your heart not to be a party to accusation, not to be a party to condemnation, not to be a party to division, because we're all one in him. We really are. We all gather around him and we may look different. Yay. Isn't that great? We get to look different and, and celebrate one another. We may think different. Well, yay. That's great. And we can gather around the person of Christ who really is leading us and guiding us into all truth. And in him, that's where our security is. We're rooted and grounded in love. So we may, may have some of our sort of foundational beliefs may be shaken up a bit. Well, they probably need to be shaken. If they can't, if they can't handle the shaking, they're fragile. But you know, it's really interesting when you start to question these things in your deconstruction process and reconstruction process, the things that are really true. Ooh, baby, those are really, you are so solid. You're like, yeah, I get that. Um, I get all these other things, but I'm not shaken in this because you know him. And that's, that's God leading you and guiding you into all truth and who's just wild about you. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you today. I love you guys. Thank you for joining. Uh, share this with someone who needs it. Have a amazing day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.